0: Familiar. Our paths crossed years ago, Cabal. I'd never forget a fight. Fight.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of El Governor the podcast. I'm your host Abdullah, and would you know it, it's another Mortal Combat episode. <laughs> and uh, my guest today is uh, Cabal himself.
0: Hey, how you doing?
1: Uh, introduce yourself to the lovely lady to the lovely uh people listening at home
0: uh to all the people listening at home including the lovely ladies uh my name is jonathan cahill uh i am the voice of cabal in mortal kombat 11
1: you're i think the seventh mortal kombat 11 guest we've had on the show so congrats on that (laughs) oh no way that's uh that's
0: awesome uh that's that's cool You've actually talked to more of them than I have. <laughs> I've actually never met any of the other voice actors who uh, who who do the game.
1: Oh no way, dude! Cause like when I had uh, Sarah Cravens on, who does Frost back last uh-huh. year, we were talking about how great the cast was, and she was like disappointed you guys never got to record together.
0: It is. It is. It's a real. It's a real shame. Like I don't. I don't know if people understand that. That like you go in first of all. Like, I, I don't know if I'm getting ahead of myself in the interview here, but I didn't. When I booked this job, I had no idea what it was literally until I went in to record for the first time. They were like, by the way, the job is Mortal Kombat. And of course, I, I freaked out. But um, um, yeah, you just go into a booth, and there's just like a computer monitor with a bunch of like disconnected lines in front of you. And you just go through them one by one, saying each one of them like, three times and and you're kind of counting on the the director to to sort of guide you and <laughs> tonally as to what what the hell you're doing so yeah you never get to read with any of the other actors and it's too bad because this cast is god it's on fire it's so good
1: no no you're, you're not the only one because um, i also had Mella Lee on the show who does the voice of jade and she's a good friend of mine mm-hmm. um um she said like when she auditioned the script they gave her was just like two lines and it was guard one. And when she did that, she's like, it, okay, yeah. yeah, she was, she did that. She was like, okay, it's going to be like a small part. And then when she got there, she's like, oh, by the way, the game is Mortal Kombat 11. You're Jade.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, Um, I, I remember exactly what it was. I had gotten the audition and it was four lines and what <laughs> the way they had Video games in general are really, really secretive. Like, even, like, not games as as huge as Mortal Kombat. And uh, so that's nothing new. But what they had said was, there's been an alien invasion, your character is a bad guy, and he's normal in the beginning, and then he gets horribly injured and scarred. And so we need two different voices. So originally he sort of had two different, Cabal was supposed to kind of have Two different voices and they they do that a little bit in the game with the revenant um but uh but not as not as much as they had originally made it sound so yeah i thought it was like just some alien invasion game and so when they told me i booked the gig i was like oh you know cool i have no idea what this is
1: and were you familiar with Mortal combat before this or was it just you know were you were you or is this like your first time getting into
0: oh, what Mortal? Oh, Kombat? My, my friend i I would hazard to say that out of everyone in the cast, I am probably the biggest Mortal Kombat fan. Like, I... First of all, I was a little kid when the first game came out. And I can remember everything about that experience, about when Mortal Kombat came out, what a huge game-changer that game was. I used to go to the My mom would drop me off at the mall. And just be like, here, go play in the arcade for a couple of hours while I go shopping. And I just, I remember I played tons of Mortal Kombat. I had, it was the first video game that I ever pre ordered. I remember that. You couldn't, like, back then, there wasn't, like, pre ordering a game wasn't, like, a thing. And that was the first game that I had ever pre ordered, uh, was the first Mortal Kombat on Genesis. And then, yeah, I had it on Super Nintendo and then Mortal Kombat 3 on PlayStation. I'm um, a huge, huge, huge Mortal Kombat fan. Way, way.
1: And who was your main back then?
0: Okay, so it started out the first game it was Kano, and then the second game it was Baraka, and the third game and people don't believe me when I say this. I swear to God on my life, it was Cabal.
1: No way, dude. No way. Swear, I,
0: I swear to you, if you go on on my Instagram, there's a um, there's a, somewhere in there there's a video of me doing a combo with Cabal and on a Mortal Kombat 3 machine for this arcade that had just opened up down the street and I was I, I'm not kidding I that was me playing the game for the first time in probably oh my god I don't know 15 years more and that combo came back like like it was like like riding a bicycle man I never forgot it
1: no cuz um uh Mortal Kombat 3 during that that period I was a I was a Reptile main man <laughs> he was he was I, the, he was the coolest back in the day <laughs>
0: Yeah, I can remember. I can remember on Genesis trying to. I can't even remember how exactly you had to do. Oh, you had to get like, you had to wait till the witch flew by the moon on the on the bridge stage, and then you had to win, get two flawless victories, and then you could fight Reptile. And that was like the biggest deal in the being yeah. able to just fight Reptile. And then when they brought him in in Mortal Kombat 2, I remember like all the kids were like, Oh, you can play as Reptile.
1: Yeah, I mean, cause Reptile smoke noob saibot they were all like guest characters that that were that were like urban legends because like even back then like back then no one believed you like when you told them oh no there's a secret guy (laughs) that comes out when you when you do this that no one believed you back then i remember as a kid like hearing my cousin tell me about this and i'm like come on dude stop making shit up dude (laughs) come on
0: yeah yeah i remember playing i remember doing the head to for mortal kombat 2 you had to play like 50 matches, like, versus matches in a row and win every single one of them to fight Noob Saiba, And he was, like, impo- or was it Smoke, one or the other? And it was, like, he was, like, impossible to beat. He was so hard. And you had one shot. 50 matches in a row, you just set up and play him uh, just to play that one guy and then get your ass kicked and lose. And that was the experience.
1: No, but, I mean, I think over the years it kind of changed. Um, Mortal Kombat 9 for me, I, you know, Mortal Kombat 9 and 10, I was a Katana main... And then, mm-hmm. Mor- and then, Eleven came along, and then Katana completely got reworked, and I was really sad mm-hmm. when that happened. And um, now I'm kind of a I'm kind of a Noob Cybot main, but yeah, his,
0: fight, his style is so
1: cool. But and I've had Sean Chiplock on the show who does the voice of Noob Cybot, and and he, you know, that that voice, man, that voice, like, pretty much tore his throat <laughs> during those recording sessions
0: i i can imagine i mean that must have been i hear that and i cringe that's just that's just torture god bless him
1: no no he's a really cool dude really cool dude um but but you know with aftermath now out i, I really like fujin fujin is really good it's really good
0: i i wouldn't have i wouldn't have thought that fujin would be so cool i haven't even like played played through um aftermath um uh yet but uh but I mean just from the look I watch the videos, I keep up with all of it. Um and he, he looks awesome.
1: And he is voiced by Matt yang King who I also had on the show way back then. And I swear to you, like when we ended that interview, he's like, I'm working on some, this big thing for Mortal Kombat eleven, but I cannot tell you what it is and it was most likely aftermath. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, it must have been. I remember recording that somebody, somebody had reached out to me on Instagram and like asked me a question. And I was like, honestly, I I cannot for the life of me remember. I mean, it was like, like a year and a half ago, we recorded that or something like that a year ago, maybe.
1: Yeah, because because usually most people don't realize like voice actors come in to record this to record a year in advance. So that's yes. why. So that's why it's kind of weird hearing people who you know are in big upcoming projects, like in supporting roles, because you're like, "Oh well, he, this guy's too big to be here. What, what's he doing here?" <sighs> and then you realize, "Oh man, this was recorded like back in 2008, 2009." <laughs> to, to, yeah. yeah.
0: So. Forever ago. Yeah, I remember when I when I first got this Mortal Kombat 11, and um, I that was and they I think it was in January that I had my first session and then you know sort of all along you kept going in for it and uh and they were like oh yeah we're going to announce it at E3 this year E3 this year and that was supposed to be in um I think June or July and uh and then that came and went and they had like warned me like sternly they were like do not tell anybody what game you were working on and they were like you'll get fired if you do um, and I was like, yeah, understood. And, and then, so that E3 came and went and they didn't announce it for, I think I had been working on it for over a year and it was so hard to keep that secret.
1: No, I can imagine. Cause like, even when I talked to, uh, uh, you know, Sarah Cravens, I, I said like, it sucked that, that she had to keep it a secret. And then someone leaked her character and she just got really upset. Cause like, she couldn't talk about it. Cause
0: it's like, yeah Oh man. Yeah, yeah. And that happened, that happened. And you do, you really don't until, you know, you're sort of on the inside of it. And then as soon as you know the secret, the secret's hard to keep, but it's also so much fun to keep. And then when like, of course, stuff just like inevitably leaks online, and you're like, ah, it's like such a bummer. And I remember just being uh, things that I'm a fan of, I'm dying for the leaks, you know, whether it's a movie or a video game or whatever. And and then, but when you're involved, you are just you just you want you want it to go the distance so bad. <clears throat>
1: yeah, yeah. Um, no, 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 man. I mean, I totally I totally agree with you. But like, it's it's kind of it's it's really annoying because, you know, a lot of people work on these games and and, and a lot of uh, hours are put into them, and then suddenly someone comes in and just leaks everything. It's just, oh man.
0: Yeah, the hacks are so and and the way they do it, they like. Like sound clips get leaked and everything like that, and you're like, God, how do these guys get a hold of that? They're so sophisticated. But um, I don't know, it's it's it is what it is. But uh, the game the game itself still speaks for itself. So.
1: Yeah, I mean it's great. I mean we've had some ups and downs like with Mortal Kombat Eleven, but like what game hasn't had its ups and downs over the years? But you know, I think in general, I think it's a step in the right direction gameplay wise. Because it's 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 a mixture of like they they took what made the injustice series work and just like incorporate that into the mortal combat you know style.
0: I I totally agree and the first time I played it I remember being kind of because I, I actually didn't play ten um but I just you know life got in the way I don't know what happened there but I played nine and when I played eleven I was like oh this is uh, this is kind of different and what I really really like about it is now I feel like they 've really made Mortal Kombat a fighting game fan's fighting game there's a lot of depth there there's a lot of uh uh competitiveness there and the game isn't quite as easy to uh to just kind of pick up and button mash as it used to be but it's uh it's got so it's, it's to me it's so much deeper than it than it ever has been. They just killed it with this game
1: no now it's like just pick Scorpion and do the same fucking combo over and over again, and you can 't do anything about it because he 's just so cheap <laughs> <laughs> is he do you
0: think that? No, because
1: cause I played like, I play a lot of online and I cannot tell you how many times I've run into like Scorpion online. He's just, oh really? he's just the scrubbiest character.
0: <laughs> oh God, I, God, man, that drives me insane.
1: Because I'm like, oh God, if I have to fight another Scorpion, oh no, it's another Scorpion. He's going to spam <laughs> the same combo. I know it. That's all, that's all you do is spam the same fucking combo over and over again. And I can't do anything about it because you know there's lag and 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 delay and it's just awful. It yeah, is just that's
0: awful. Of, that's kind of my experience. Like I, I get so immensely frustrated when I can't uh, when it when like that lag hits and I'm just like end up breaking my controller if I keep going. But uh, I watch I I love I like being a bystander at this point. I just watch the videos online and um like I watch the uh, I watch the tournament videos and whatnot. And so I, I get my rocks off that way.
1: Um, you know, speaking of Cabal, did they did they um like when you were in the recording sessions and and you knew what the game was, did they take you
0: through his character arc and and everything? So, uh, from what I can recall, they did that a little bit. Um, I remember well the first time they were like they were like, so let me tell you what the game is, and I said okay, and they said Mortal Kombat, and I went oh, and they went, and you're playing, and, like, everything clicked in that moment, and I went, Cabal! I just knew who, who it was, and they were like, yeah. And then I freaked out, and they were happy. They were like, oh, great, we cast a fan. um, <laughs> And um, and then they did a little bit, I don't even know, I guess everything was probably set in stone at that point, but I, they didn't have any of the game to show me. It was a long time before I saw a frame of gameplay. Um, and they were kind of like, they said something about there's time travel going on and there's like some characters from the past are meeting their future selves and whatnot. And they, they had mentioned that that's sort of what's up with Cabal. Um, and, uh, but, but no, they didn't really give me the fine details. They gave me a little bit. They gave me enough. Um, I got the feeling he was a bad guy again,
1: but that, that's about it. No, because it's weird because, again, my my biggest complaint about, you know, the story mode in general is, like, I feel like there's an entire middle story that we missed out on and and stuff kind of makes no sense. If you're just playing this from, like, 10 to 11, I feel like there's a huge chunk of story we're missing out on that doesn't make sense.
0: I've definitely heard that from, from a fan or two, yes.
1: Yeah, because it's like, oh, Cabal is evil again. He's no longer like you know the the cop who became you know injured and 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 Kano fixed him in in nine. Uh, Jade and and Kotal Kahn are in a relationship apparently. Okay.
0: There's the, <laughs> yeah.
1: There's yeah. this collector guy who's been loyal to Shao Kahn for years, but is just being mentioned. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I, the Cabal thing especially seemed to be – and I was – and it, it sort of immediately made me c- concerned when when I was uh, – when the game got closer to release and, and you know fan excitement was sort of at a fever pitch. And then I was like, oh, shit. This is definitely going to be a slightly different character than when people saw him last time. And I was like, they're going to hate me. <laughs> like, they're going to hate me so much. Um, and, and I was pleasantly surprised that, yeah, some fans were like, what, what the hell's going on? Like, he's, he's a bad guy again, but most people would been really, really nice. So, so, uh, uh, I'm happy. I kind of like Cabal as a bad guy too. It was fun to play that way as sort of this kind of wise ass, almost like, you know, cross between like Deadpool and Boba Fett or something like this, this cracking kind of mercenary
1: no i think my favorite scene with him is like during the fight pit where he you know comes in his introduction it's like you know a non-scarred cabal and then you know you have the two canos going back to talking to each other and, and he's and one of them's like he does know that Sonya's not the one who scarred him and, and the other one's like yeah no he doesn't but where's the fun in telling him <laughs> that
0: <laughs> yeah exactly
1: Voiced by voiced by the amazing J B Blanc, by the way, who did a fantastic job with Kano. Like, you know?
0: Oh yeah, that guy's awesome. That guy that guy's great.
1: Yeah. Um, and, and um, do you have any like favorite uh in uh in intros from the game that you, that you've done?
0: Um, I I have kind of favorites from one of the ones that that fans really really liked off the bat. I wouldn't have like expected it. Is when he goes, he says something to to Raiden about like how fast are you and then he goes faster than lightning and Cabal goes oof that's slow and people loved that oof for some reason like they really got a kick out of out of Cabal going oof so that was kind of funny and then um, the one with Johnny Cage where he says uh, like what is it Mime Cop 4 really sucked I love it anytime a character can like address the mythology of the game within the game is, is uh, I'm a big fan of
1: I think my favorite one is the one with Noob Saibot where Noob Saibot says something and he and, and cabal's immediately like poetic but bullshit. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I sort of uh I sort of forget about them until somebody mentions them to me. And then I like listen to the like I actually just today I was listening to the intros with the uh with the new characters because I, I was like I have no idea what that was. It's as new to me as, as it as it is to you guys.
1: No, I mean, because uh, the the one with Fujin was really good. The the how fast are you with the, with the wind and stuff like that? I don't remember. With the wind, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's really good. And and hey, you know, you you were in story mode for a brief bit, so
0: for a second, I remember that. I remember, I remember them being like, "We're doing the DLC story. You have like two lines or something or or, or a." Did I even have a line? I don't know. I haven't seen it.
1: Uh, I think he, he just talks to Fujin for I think two or three lines, and that's it.
0: Okay, yeah, that was it. I remembered. Yeah, yeah, that that makes sense.
1: You and Phil Lamar, <laughs> like he only
0: had like two or three lines. <laughs> I'm in good company then with Phil Lamar.
1: uh Phil Lamar and Troy Baker, but I think Troy Baker it makes sense because he's you know kind of hard to get these days. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, that guy's that guy's doing some work. That was I remember looking at the cast list um when I uh when I when I you know, it started coming out I don't know how long into the recording process and looking at the cast list and being like, How how the fuck did I get involved with this? <laughs> like everyone here is like a super famous voice actor and then you have me. <laughs> and I was like, Man, just happy to be invited to the party.
1: No, I mean, what I like about your take is like it sounds. I mean, I know you weren't going for this, but it kind of sounds like Robin Atkin Downs a little bit, and I kind of really like that.
0: And a lot of people, a lot. Um, I, when the game for actually on the day the game came out, I think it was I think it was him who was credited on IMDb with doing the voice of Cabal. And I had to like jump through all these hoops with IMDb being like, hey, that's actually not the guy (laughs) like i swear i swear it's not the guy Uh, i I do the voice of that character and i had to get a screenshot of my name in the credits of the game and send it to imdb to prove to them that it wasn't robin atkins down downs who did who did cabal's voice
1: no i mean i remember like there was a lot of confusion and and the writer someone asked him on twitter who did the voice of who and he just listed everybody and he gave you credit so that's pretty cool
0: Oh, awesome! Oh, great! Great. Was that Dominic? Hopefully yeah, yeah,
1: Dominic. yeah.
0: Thanks, thanks, Dominic. Appreciate it.
1: Because <laughs> again, it was really hard to get to to know who was voicing who because most of these people were unfortunately uncredited and and we didn't know who was coming back. And you know there was the whole situation with uh, you know Patrick Seitz not coming back as Scorpion, which you know a lot of a lot of people were pissed off about. But yes,
0: I read about that. That was a little controversial
1: but then you know we got you know Scorpion's revenge which i think makes up for that so mm-hmm. there you go mm-hmm. um no i mean i think it's it's weird because you know this was a controversial game because you know you had the time travel aspect you had like the the retcons and and all these new characters yes you know did did you did you you know did, were in in the recording process did you th- did you know that did you think that that Uh, fans are going to react negatively to all this? Or were you just like, eh? Uh,
0: I guess the short answer would, would be, no, I didn't. And the longer answer to that would be because I think I had really underestimated how ingrained in the culture Mortal Kombat still was. I knew that I was a big Mortal Kombat fan um but it's not like you know I'm spending a lot of time online sort of um in in forums and stuff like that and so when the game got closer to release and and I remember them just saying like you can't tell anybody what game you're working on and I remember them being like we're going to do an announcement and I remember thinking like who wouldn't know that they were making Mortal Kombat 11 I mean eventually a new Mortal Kombat game is going to come out I just I just thought it would be like a given um, and and that it would just it wouldn't be as sort of uh, ceremonious as as it really is. And then over time, I saw like all these articles popping, speculating about the game why it hasn't been announced, whether they're even making it or not. And I and I it sort of slowly crept into my mind like oh wow this is this is a huge 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 deal. This is a much bigger deal than I think I even knew. And it wasn't until literally days before the game came out that I started to sort of panic a little bit and be like, oh no, people are going to say awful things about me on the internet. (laughs) Like they're going to like, this game isn't going to be what they thought it was or something's that something's going to be wrong. And, and I'm just going to get shellacked. Um, And so, so yeah, so it didn't occur to me until literally like a day or two before the game came out that, uh, that, that people would be, that emotionally invested
1: No, i mean because i mean i've had sean Chiplock on and and you know we talked about you know his take on up saibon and how controversial it was and and he even said like you know he still gets people who really hate the take or really like it and there's no in between with people on on their Mm -hmm. on their take and and he's like hey man you know they you know he this is what they wanted he gave them what they wanted you know and and it's and if you like it great and if you don't and eh, you know what what can I do what can I do for you you know it's it, it is it is what it is like it, stuff changes we got to learn to adapt to it and if not then that's you know that's life
0: yeah and and as especially in in video games i think um video games is is still such an evolving um medium and when you go in as a voice actor, especially on something of this size, um, it, it's not like you're going to be like, Oh no, 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 no. Uh, I'm actually not going to do it like that. I'm going to do it like this instead. Um, not that they're not open to suggestion, but you're not, you're not going to start throwing your weight around in, in terms of demanding how you want to be portrayed. Cause all of this is so much bigger than you. And it has all these engineers working so hard. Um, And and the version of the character is sort of set in stone, at least to a large degree, before you even walk into the room. Um, And and you're servicing that, rather than the other way around.
1: And and I think a lot of people don't understand that, at the end of the day, you're just there to do a job. You're just there to bring someone else's vision to
0: life. Yes, 100%. yeah, like I said, these guys are busting their you're in there for an hour or two to record and these guys are working around the clock every day for years. Uh to and so for, for you know for someone to come in and be like, "No, I don't I don't agree with this." It's like, "Okay,
1: well then." You- yeah, I mean, it, I mean it is what it is and I I mean, you don't you don't hear a lot of stories of voiceover people coming in and saying, oh, "I don't like this. I'm not doing this. I'm above this because there's no ego in it." Like, you know, no. you you come in and you do the job and, you know, people like it or people don't. Like, there is no, like, you don't really think about it too much. I mean, a lot of people have played Batman over the years and they're always going to get compared to Kevin Conroy. A lot of people have played Joker over the years and they're going to get compared to Mark Hamill. It's just the way it is. Totally. And, and... yeah Sorry, go ahead. And, and I and I mean you can't let that get to you as as an actor. You're you're there at the end of the day to give the best performance you can give, not anybody else.
0: Exactly, and I think I gotta be honest. I'm like a glutton for punishment. I kind of uh, I it's a little intimidating, but I I I kind of like I kind of you want to be there when the stakes are that high because that means you're you're doing something that that people really give a shit about and i in the beginning at least read i went to youtube and i read like all the comments i was so fascinated by by, by everything i could i could get like reddit all of it i like i was like i'm going to buckle down and i'm really going to like i'm going to take the hit and see and see what people think and uh, for the most part i was completely blown away by how cool people were um and and even even the criticism didn't at least in terms in terms of how anything was directed at me seemed completely reasonable like some people might have been like well i like that actor better or something like that but like it's like nobody was cruel nobody ever sort of reached out to me and 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 said it was was all positive it was great i mean that's been a huge portion of the fun of this thing has has actually been people reaching out and and just talking about the game and i'm just glad that most people that I've talked to really dug it.
1: No, I, I really liked your performances, Cabal, because I I mean again, I liked him better
0: as a bad guy, and I'm kinda glad they went with that direction in, in, yeah, in me, eleven. Me too, man. <laughs> I do too. I don't know I don't know if I'm upsetting anybody by saying that, but I, I really dig the hell out of him as a bad guy.
1: I mean, he's not and he's not even like I, this is what I love about Mortal Kombat, you know, in general, is like their bad guys are so over the top, cartoonishly evil. It's just so <laughs> hilarious,
0: right? Yeah, I mean, it's just like like they want to destroy all life on the planet. It's just, it's, uh, it's just huge classic comic book stuff. Um, I, that's kind of what I like about Cabal too, is how complete he is to all of the machinations going on around him. <laughs> He's just like, hey man, I'm just here for a good fucking time and to make a buck.
1: Okay, now here's a controversial question because I know, like, you know, in in story wise, we know that you know he gets injured and he gets like the breathing mask, and that's how mm-hmm. he gets his speed. But how does he maintain his speed like when he's not injured though? That's what I kind of wondering about. <laughs>
0: that, yeah, that is like, I mean, there's no way to to square that circle. <laughs> it's just it's just like straight up a a, a, a you. Who knows <laughs> um there's there's no good answer to that question i I have no idea because i I
1: thought it was weird like, oh, we're gonna fight cabal, but he can still do the speed stuff, so it's like, wait a minute, I thought he could he couldn't do that until he got injured, huh
0: <laughs> yep, yep there's uh that that's just a, a continuity error that's all it is
1: I mean I mean I think it's basically like a Johnny Cage situation where he just like has powers just just go with it he just has powers
0: right. yeah it's almost like i almost think of i guess i've always thought of it as sort of like there's there's sort of an unexplainable magic in the air of the of the sort of universe of mortal combat and sometimes and i'm not i'm not defending this in particular but um sometimes i do like when they don't attempt to get too far into the nitty gritty of what of what makes that magic run, like Johnny Cage, like I I like that he's just a guy who is incredibly adept at this stuff for some reason, even though he's supposed to be a totally normal human.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just I just love that because it's absurd. That's the thing. It's like if you think too much about it, yeah, it falls apart because it's like. So there's this old Chinese guy who's like, I'm going to get all these people together to fight for a tournament. And, and, the, and, and you have Raiden, who's basically an elder god, who can put a stop to this. But he's like, oh, I can't interfere. Can't interfere. Nah, man, <laughs> <Right>. can't interfere.
0: <laughs> who who made these rules? I mean, that, and that's the thing with any mythology, going back to you know ancient Greece. It's like, who who made these rules? Like, who, who, why are they following them? And, and who put it all together? Um, but but I I don't know I like I like that about it I I like that not necessarily that it doesn't make sense but that it has a certain arcane quality of this is way above you and it's above the characters and it's it it's above you the audience it's all just magic that exists in some other some other realm of existence
1: I mean because cause that's what it is it's like you know people you know magic exists and you you either like accept that logic and suspend your disbelief or just say okay this doesn't make any sense and it's not for me
0: right yeah you gotta you gotta get off the train right right at the at the, uh, at the station or, or or get on and go for the
1: route and that's what i love about moral combat it's like here's the thing why i think it makes it why it's so entertaining for me personally and why i'm a huge fan of it is like it's it's insane and i think it's it's one of the few western properties i can think of that has outlasted the test of time because of how well like the characters are and and like the, the general setting can can like work because they're just so fucking cool <laughs>
0: you know yeah i i was thinking about you know because they're making they're i mean making they already made it uh they're but it hasn't come out yet, the new Mortal Kombat film, a movie, and I was kind of thinking about how who knows how it's gonna turn out i you know whether it's bad or good, but um if I was somebody kind of looking at Mortal Kombat from a distance and thinking, you know what's my take on this and and how do I adapt it? I think it's so it's gotta be so much fun because what these guys made uh, at nether realm um and this world is so rich to me it's like i don't know if i'm being hyperbolic but to me it's as rich as something like star wars you have these incredible characters you have this incredible world that sort of follows its own it doesn't follow uh, maybe a, a logic like you and i would think of it but it does have a sort of you know a, a sort of its own kind of truth to it And it's so vast and so rich, and it's got so much to it. And I don't – I really don't think there are a lot of other properties, whether it be video games or film or anything, that have as rich a tapestry in its mythology as its Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I
1: I mean I totally agree. No, no, I totally agree, man, because I mean – you know, we've seen a lot of fighting games over the years, and most of them, like, fell into obscurity and, and never came back. But Mortal Kombat's still around because people like it. People want to see yeah. more
0: of it. I think it's impossible, too. If you if you are, especially if you're a kid, if you are a kid and you, for the first time, just saw, like, the, the character screen on Mortal Kombat 11 and got to flip through it, just the designs of, of those characters is going to spark your imagination, in a way that's that's uh, that you're just not going to be able to look away, and that, and and the, the franchise has been able to roll with whatever punches that came its way and continues to, continue to expand, and and I think Mortal Kombat 11 is, I mean, I think it's it's the best game in the franchise. I like they're just hitting their peak with the 11th game, and that is so cool. I think.
1: Yeah, because I mean, I I mean I said this before. I mean. It's controversial, yes, but, you know, from a gameplay perspective, it's a lot better than 9. I mean, because I'm personally not a huge fan of Mortal Kombat 9. I thought it was, like, Mm -hmm. completely clunky, did not play well, and it was embarrassing to have that next to Street Fighter 4. Which, you know, Street Fighter 4 changed the way we look at fighting games on console. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was just embarrassing going from that to Mortal Kombat, you know, nine, which was like a clunky mess of a game that was like outdated, <laughs> you know. And I'm like, I love this franchise, but goddamn, I cannot defend Mortal Kombat nine. I, I just can't. And that's fine. I mean, a lot of people like it. That's fine. You know, I, I personally don't. And then you know, ten came around, and that was controversial. You know, they they started changing things from the core gameplay, which made a lot of purists mad. But I, I mean, I, thought, I mean, looking back at it now, was ten the best one? No, but it was a step in the right direction because they needed yeah. a complete overhaul to
0: survive. Totally, yeah, I, yeah. I don't think uh, it got us here, and I think now that this is a this is like a premier fighting franchise at this point in term purely in terms of gameplay. Well, I mean, you
1: know, it, it still feels weird to me, like you know, when originally. You know when Evo was gonna be like, you know, when when it was gonna be, uh, you know, when they were gonna originally do it, Mortal Kombat 11 wasn't even on the on the on the list for this year. And then I'm like, come on, man, really? You're yeah. really gonna leave that out? And then you know they're like, they they realize their mistake and they're like, okay, now it's now it's on there.
0: <laughs> Wait, what is what is Eva? Evo? Evo, Evo. Uh,
1: oh, Evo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I because I looked at that and I'm like, why are you leaving Mortal Kombat out? Come on, man.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs>
1: yeah, and especially like considering like there was this huge, again, like um, aftermath like that was that was something they had never done before. Oh yeah, we're doing a story expansion. Excuse me, a story expansion? That's yeah, unheard cool. of.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's awesome.
1: Yeah, because you know, with you know with every previous uh, Mortal Kombat, you just played the story mode, and when you're done, you were done with that. You were done with that. You didn't think anything of it after that, but here it's like, oh no, there's more, and I'm like, cool, bring it on. I I, I want to see where this goes.
0: Yeah, Nether Realm is on such a roll right now. With it, I feel like I feel like the whole franchise is is sort of. I, I mean, I can't I can't speak for the fan base at large. I personally feel like the franchise is sort of reborn again with this game, and, um, and, and, NetherRealm has so much momentum now, going forward, that, honestly, I, I, I can't wait to see, to see where they go from here.
1: No, I mean, I, I mean, I'm, cause I've been, I'm playing, you know, right now, and, you know, I, I played, like, you know, Robocop and Spawn, and then when I heard that interaction, I, I just had to stop for a minute, because I'm like, <laughs> I, I just had to stop for a minute, not because it was Robocop and Spawn, but because it was like, holy shit, I'm playing a game with Keith David and Peter Weller, two actors who are phenomenal at their craft that I think never got the recognition that they did in live action being treated better than, than, than they were in live action here. And I'm like, yeah, oh Hold on a God. second.
0: You're, you're telling me this for the i I'm hearing this for the first time. Peter Weller actually does the voice of voice yeah. Cop in the yeah. game? Yeah, yeah. He's back. <laughs> oh my God. Dude, I had I had absolutely I for some reason I just never asked, but I was wow that is mind blowing that is so cool to hear that holy shit um, I'm a huge Peter Weller fan uh, and um, and I remember it was this was mm, I don't know maybe like eight months ago or something like that um, I said to uh, I said I I was I was telling Dominic when I was recording I was like hey so amazing that you're getting Keith David back to do The Voice of Spawn again. I'm such a big fan of his. That guy's incredible. And he was like, "Hey, you want to come hear like the recording of of Cabal and Spawn's interactions?" I was like, "Yeah." And him planning that for me for the first time was really cool.
1: And and keep in mind, like Keith David had not had not played Spawn since the 90s, and this was like the first time in like years since we've heard him him as Spawn and he yeah, never lost a
0: step. He's one of the greatest voice actors of all time. I mean, he's he's an incredibly he's just a great actor, period. Um uh whether it's live action or, or VO, but you know, his work in Gargoyles and and in Spawn is it's it's unparalleled. He's he's a he's got one of the greatest voices in the history of the media.
1: Now, I mean cuz I remember um, you know, cuz you know, I'm I'm, you know, we've been under quarantine for so long now you know i remember watching like community or when and when they got to 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 you know when he came on the cast i'm like oh man i really like his character i kind of wish he stayed on for more than a season
0: yeah yeah i i i would love i've never met Keith david uh if i ever do though i'm gonna throw my arms around that guy (laughs) creepily because i'm such a huge huge fan of his and it's it's an honor to be, man, to be, uh, to be involved even in the same thing as him. And Jesus Christ, Peter Weller! I had, I honestly, I did. I know that you're telling me that for the first time. My, my mind's a little bit blown. No, wow. because got, it it, go
1: it is Peter Weller. Yeah, he is credited for it. It's official, no. dude.
0: <laughs> oh my God, that's that's amazing. The fact that he would even do that and come back. Um, I saw him one time intro, uh, Buckaroo Banzai. Um, and he was uh, he was so cool. He seemed like such a cool guy, and, and uh, just his his perspective. And he's he's an interesting fellow, that guy, and a fucking great actor.
1: Now I, I just love the Peter Weller because he was one of those actors who was just like, I want to make the most alienating shit imaginable, and I do not care what anyone
0: <laughs> thinks. <of it." laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, RoboCop, Naked Lunch um um all all of that uh he uh he has definitely had an interesting sort of cult career
1: yeah because it was because he was just one of those actors man who just showed up in like polarizing stuff that did not appeal to mainstream audiences and you know he 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 left robocop 3 he didn't come back for robocop 3 to do naked lunch and that was like polarizing at the time it's like Man, why aren't you coming back for RoboCop? Because, because he's like, I mean, because he it was pro- at that point it was like a huge franchise, and he's like, Nah, man, I don't want to, I don't want to do yeah. that. I want to do some weird David Lynch, uh, David uh, uh, Cronenberg. Cronenberg, shit. Cronenberg yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I remember, I remember being a kid, and when Naked Lunch came out, I was a huge RoboCop fan. Um, I had like no supervision. I got to watch whatever I wanted, <laughs> and uh, I remember renting Naked Lunch when I was a kid and watching it and be like. I have literally no idea what's going on. I like it, but I have no idea what's going on.
1: Oh God, that scene where he walks in and on that giant caterpillar, thing, yeah,
0: fucking the guy. Oh God. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, God, I can't believe that's Peter Weller. Wow. Okay, I'm gonna try to collect myself and 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 move on. No, because I mean,
1: because I because I, mean, I, I heard like okay. you were listening to a, to the to the intros. I'm like, you would have. You probably
0: wa- would have known. <laughs> no, I, I, you know, I thought like I, I thought because other people have voiced that character in VO. I don't know, has Peter Weller ever done it before? Like VO for Robocop? I
1: mean, he came back to I do. He came back to do the voice of Robocop for KFC commercials. So there you go. I mean, it's not a high bar. That
0: right, right, right. Um, but uh, uh, hey man, make your money, Peter Weller. Uh. But no, that was uh, that that is awesome. I did not know. I thought they got somebody who obviously did just a bang on impression. And um, uh, wow, that's so cool. <laughs> uh, technically, I'm exchanging dialogue.
1: And you weren't even in the same room. So there you go.
0: <laughs> not even in not even in the same room, unfortunately. Unfortunately.
1: And so um how's how's um you know the current situation been treating you man cuz i mean it's been rough on everybody that i've talked to
0: Uh it is I, I find it you know i i try to the more philosophical i try to be about it the the sort of more confusing it gets um i'm just trying to live in the in the question of it uh i i it's been fine the beginning was tough and uh now i uh i Exercise a lot and go on a lot of walks and, and hikes, and I'm um, I'm watching a lot of classic films. That's uh that's sort of how I, I while away my days. And VO is luckily uh, voiceover you can do, um you can do from home. Uh the industry is is shit. it was a pretty easy transition in that way. So I'm fortunate that I, that I can still technically work. But I think especially here in LA, it's everyone's in a tizzy. Uh, like nobody really knows how to move forward, and that's this, that's the worst part of it is is that question how how is our industry um, uh but uh yeah, I mean everybody's going through it, so how bad could I possibly feel um, uh, nobody's alone in this so uh so i'm just I'm just trying to keep that sort of collective experience in mind.
1: And, and and you know we kind of need to 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 keep going moving forward. I mean it's tough. I mean I've been under I've been under lockdown and quarantine for three months now, and it's kind of it's rough, man. It, it it just eats at your soul, and and there are days like where I wake up and I'm like, God, is it over? You know, can I go back to the normal that I that I knew before this?
0: But it, yeah. And just t- trying to like take every little like kind of stupid piece of information that comes out about the pandemic, and trying not to sort of um, uh, make too big a deal out of it because there's still so much that we don't know. Um, I tell you, what I miss more than anything is I miss going to the movies. I'm just like done. like I, I just like have I fantasize about sitting in a movie. Um, that's that's what I think I miss I miss the most. I'm just I want to I want to I wanna go watch a movie in a big dark
1: theater. No, I'm I, I'm personally not a fan of like going to theaters because I've had like a ton tons of bad experiences. But like after three months, oh, I'm like no no cause, but after like three months, I'm like I I will just sit sit down and watch anything in the theater now because it's just yeah. I just want a change of pace because you just because before you know we were in that routine of my routine was I wake up. If I'm recording a podcast, I record that podcast, be done with that, go to work, come back home, sleep, edit podcast, post podcast up, and then just do do work-related stuff for the rest of the day. And I was just so used to that for forever. So when this like pandemic hit, and they were like, oh, you can't go outside anymore, and you can't go to work anymore, then I'm like, what can I do? Nothing. You're stuck at home
0: it's know, like yeah, it's I'm, like I'm, what I'm, what
1: the fuck am i supposed to do <laughs>
0: yeah i'm i'm similarly kind of a creature of habit um uh now being in the industry that i'm in being an actor um i don't sort of have like a, a schedule like maybe everybody else does um but i had sort of gotten used to my weird ramshack little routine and um and when this started it was strange because now i'm in an even tighter routine but i'm not choosing it before i was i was kind of like yeah this is the routine that that i'm so it's a routine but i'm choosing it and now that i'm sort of being forced into into something else it's it's definitely unpleasant man i uh I can't wait until next year when we have a vaccine for this motherfucker.
1: No, I mean, and it hurt my show as well because, like, before I would, you know, get people on, I would, like, have maybe two or three people on the show, um, you know, for a month, or, you know, for, I would, like, book two or three people for, for said month and we would, like, you know, be on a schedule. But when this thing hit, it just got harder and harder to get in contact with people and, I mean, I I, I tell you, man, like dealing with like seven rejections in a day, that fucking hurts your soul.
0: Oh, yeah, that's fucking.
1: Yeah, that fucking hurts your soul
0: to hell with them.
1: I mean, no, some of it's understandable. So, you know, some people like I reached out to some people and they're like, look, man, I would love to. But, you know, we're kind of dealing with some serious family issues right now. And this is not a good time. And I'm like, and I'm like, those people, nothing but respect for them. Sure. But like people who are like, I'm sad. I don't want to do this because I'm sad and it's taking a toll on me. And I'm like, motherfucker, everyone is, is, is taken is, yeah. uh, you know, sad right now, but we got to keep moving forward. Like I, my goal here is to just create content for people to enjoy. And if you enjoy what, you know, enjoy, enjoy this, then, then more power to you. If, if I, if my stuff can bring even the slightest bit of joy to someone's day, I'm happy. I don't give a shit how many people listen to the show, but the fact that, I mean, if I can get to talk to people and have conversations again about voiceover or whatever, then I'm happy,
0: you know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, you reached out to me and I was like, hell yeah, I'll do your show. <laughs> like I, I certainly, uh, uh, I'm anything to sort of break up the monotony of this, and I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm glad to to have an opportunity to talk about this game, which. I love, I love being a part of it. Yeah, and, but uh, I mean,
1: cause, cause I mean, I, I said to myself, look, you love this game and your goal was like to get as much as people, to get as many of the cast members on as possible. And I've done a bang up job of that. So.
0: Yeah, great. That's awesome. I'm so happy to hear that. that so many other people have, uh, have, have agreed to do that. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I man, I, I really wish that they would have, when, when the game first came out, they had like a little bit of a, um, I can't. Uh, they had like a pop up shop here in Los Angeles that was like a Mortal Kombat pop up shop, and you could come in and play the game. And um, and they said, uh, I I just walked in there one day just to see what it was like. And they they said that uh, the guy was like, yeah, we we had a talk. They did like a live, I think like a Instagram live or Facebook live thing at the time. And the guy was like, yeah, we thought about like getting some of the cast members to come in. And then like play the game as their characters against each other, and then somebody kind of put the kibosh on that. And I was like, what? That would have been amazing. Actors love hanging out too when uh, when when they're working on the same project. So um, yeah, no, it's... I
1: mean that that seems weird because it's like yeah, I know most of them are, aren't gamers, but like, god damn it, like Carrie Wa- Walgren, Sarah Cravens, and you know Mary Elizabeth McGlynn are in a band together. You can oh, do no that. Way. Yeah, yeah, they're in a band well, together. Yeah.
0: Wow, yeah, and and like, I mean, who cares if you're a gamer? You can pick up a controller and hit some buttons.
1: Yeah, I know, um, it's, it's like...
0: It's just, all, it's all good fun.
1: I mean, and it's not like, no, they don't know each other. I mean, you know, you have people who have, connect, you know, are friends, you know, in this business, and, and it's like, you know, come on, man. I just want to see the cast hang out, God damn it. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, and I think I think that would have been a lot of fun. Maybe there's an assumption that there would have been some sort of schedule involved or something like that. I don't think that was the case. A lot of us live in Los Angeles. Most of us probably. So.
1: Well, I mean, everyone's <laughs> like every everyone's L. A. Based. I mean, looking at the cast list, yeah. everyone's L. A. Based. No one's like Canada or <laughs> something like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe at a, a future convention someday. That'll That'll happen.
1: No, I mean that that's what's weird to me because like there was supposed to be a convention in july i don't know if it's if it's still going but you know they did like they're doing they're planning on doing like a, a voice acting convention and they got okay. like they got like most of the mortal kombat cast except like cabal and i'm like where's cabal
0: <laughs> yeah yeah i mean yeah i'm definitely uh sort of the low guy in the totem pole at this point but uh but uh that's that's fine with me um i'm like i said happy to be invited to the party
1: no, because it's 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 so weird. I mean, it's so weird. Like none, of, so none of the other voice actors have reached out to you. That's kind of sad.
0: <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how they would. To be honest, I guess you know through Instagram. I, it's not like a thing actors usually do, unless it's. Uh, I think definitely, if you're working on a project, it's always fun to meet the people that you are hypothetically working with, even if you're when you're doing it, you're not in the same room as them. But um, I don't know. Like, I think she just freaks out and like, hey, I'm working on the game. Like maybe that would – it's just like weird, you know? I don't know. I don't know how people would would feel about that. But I – you know, I've been – felt so connected to this because of people like you and other fans have uh, have reached out. It's been awesome talking to people. No, I mean it's great.
1: I mean because I, I, I love Mortal Kombat and I can sit here and talk forever about Mortal Kombat and I know like <laughs> – I I just hope people don't don't get too pissed off but it's like oh man is this another moral combat guest star god damn it <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, No I could I mean are you kidding me I could go on and on for hours man I got Mortal Kombat stories for days which, I, which I'm sure I'm sure a lot a of lot of us do Um uh,
1: my my moral combat story uh, and I told this before was I I would all the the fatality the 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 fatalities would always scare the shit out of me as a kid. So I would just oh, yeah. like so I would just like hide in the other room and and just look look from afar <laughs> cuz they were just like my, so scary.
0: My Mortal Kombat story is I my thing was I was when I was a, a little kid, I was really into horror movies. I was kind of a weird kid. And I was really, really into horror movies and stuff like that. And I think what, you know, young fans maybe don't understand is that before Mortal Kombat, you didn't have blood in video games or realistic violence in any capacity. It just, like, wasn't done at all. I think there was one, there was a game called Nark, which was an arcade game that was, like, a little bit violent, but still nothing sort of. Compared to this, everything was very kind of broad and sort of comic book-y um, uh, in the sort of Marvel variety. Um, and I can remember in my local arcade, uh, whenever a new game came out, they would put that game immediately to the left of the insurance. And I remember walking into the arcade one day, I remember the friend I was with, and uh, my mom dropped me off. And I remember walking into the arcade and there was literally a crowd around this new game. And I'd never seen that before at the arcade. I'd never seen a crowd around a video game. And I, I kind of like, most of the people were older, so I, you know, being a little guy, I kind of snaked through. And I made my way to the front. And literally as I came through, it was when somebody, when the words finish him, flashed on screen. And it was on the bridge stage. And they uppercut the guy, and the guy went up in the air, and then went down and fell on a spike. And blood came out everywhere. And it was, I I can't tell you as like a a video game fan, you had never seen anything like it before. It was insane that you didn't know. You were like, they let someone do that in a video game. It was just, it was a total game changer right from the start. And politicians were going crazy over it. And people were talking about how it was like, you know, the decline of Western civilization. It was like punk rock and video games. It was so awesome. And, um, And if I could have gone back and told, like, you know, nine-year-old me that I was going to be doing this in this game, I would have flipped the fuck out. It uh, That's been the best part of it, sort of selfishly, the sort of uh, uh, just just being a part of it gives me immense, immense
1: joy. No, I mean, especially, like, you know, talking about, like, the fatalities and how over the years they're always, like – Okay, let's push it even further. Let's yeah, go I lo- further.
0: <laughs> I I love it. I love it, man. It can't keep going, as far as I'm concerned. It's gotten, but I, everyone's in on the joke now. You know, everyone's in on the. Uh, people don't. It's not to be taken seriously. It's sort of cathartic in this completely ridiculous way, in the same way that like Grand Theft Auto is. Um, that it's not. You know, it's not. It's not worth getting into a tizzy over. Back then, man, was it controversial? Holy shit!
1: Oh god, I, I look, man. I'm I'm a child of the '90s, and I remember the whole controversy with Power Rangers. Everyone was like, "Oh man, this show is too violent for our children," and blah blah blah. And I'm like, it's yeah. a bunch of people in spandex kicking each other for God's sakes.
0: <laughs> yeah, my favorite, my favorite thing is uh, I grew up in Connecticut, in the state of Connecticut, and we had a state senator, a guy named Joe Lieberman. And he was like, at the time, the righteous crusader against violence in video games and trying to get ratings on video games and how this is going to poison the culture and our, you know, and our youth games. like. And I remember the morning Mortal Kombat came out in stores on consoles. Um, I was so excited and I had the game pre-ordered and um, my mom's going to pick it up for me and, and get it on the way home from work. And I remember in the morning before school, uh, watching the news and Joe Lieberman being on the news and being like, you know, like, this game is horrible and blah, 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 talking about it. And I just like, man, I wish I could talk to Joe Lieberman now and be like, I remember watching you as a little kid. And I just got to say, I'm so, so pleased with myself that I could be part of the fall of uh, of Western civilization in your eyes.
1: No, because it's so weird because I think it's it's so dumb, like – complaining about fiction in general because at the end of the day it's you know it's not real it's a made-up story these are fictional characters for god's sakes
0: <laughs> right right yeah the moralists always lose at the end of the day they always age poorly It know when you look back you always you always look like an idiot when you argue against art and uh and and the expression there
1: and 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 at the end of the day, it's like I mean I said this before in a, on another podcast where we were talking about like what scared us in video games. Me personally, you know, realistic violence scares me. Like realistic, yes. not yeah. not not this Mortal Kombat bullshit of like people ripping each other's heads off. That's cartoonish bullshit. That's yeah. whatever. But like you know, someone getting a a, a flesh wound and having to stitch it, um, to stitch it up in a realistic fashion. That fucking terrifies me, man. Like you wouldn't believe.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, completely. Uh, yeah, I think uh, uh, Netherrealm uh, has, has earned the right now to keep to keep pushing the insanity as far as they as far as their imaginations take them. I, I mean, man, I hope they I hope they release a DLC with with more fatalities. I I love them. It never gets old either doesn't matter how many times you see it you always want to hit that fatality at the at the end of the match
1: no and i will say this like you know this is like the first time in and i think ye- what's insane is like we're not only getting like you know i mean i remember when you know the joker was announced as dlc and everyone was like okay how is he gonna play and this is like the first time in years did we ever actually see a joker who was legit violent as all hell like there was no nothing holding him back anymore. Like I remember, like watching the Fatal Blow for the first time. It's like Jesus fucking
0: Christ,
1: it's horrific.
0: <laughs> yeah, I like, and that's one thing that's really, really impressed me. because when when you have these sort of um, uh, pre-existing pop culture characters sort of show up in your video game, it can kind of, it can be a little cheesy and it, it can kind of break the world in a way. But the way that they incorporate this sort of character of the Joker, the character of Robocop, the character of the Terminator in the movements and, and everything and the way the characters play is so ingenious to me. Every time I, I I watch that, I'm like, wow, that yeah, that like that feels like Robocop, even though it's a Mortal Kombat
1: game. Yeah, I mean, they even said like in, in, in a stream, like, you know, Robocop's not going to be running around doing kicks and shit. He's Robocop for God's it,
0: sakes. Yeah, Netherrealm's sense of interpretation of these characters is incredible. Like my, really, my hats off to those guys.
1: No, I mean, especially like with Cabal, I I love some of his like you know, his his uh, stuff that he would do like the 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 pre pre fight loadouts, uh, not not loadouts, yeah, yeah. the 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 round round uh, things, the round taunts that he does. Mm-hmm. You know, where he just yeah. runs from the screen and then comes back in, in the flash of a, a second. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, I, and that's what I'm talking about when I say that, you know, so much of this character, uh, so much of the character is, is sort of already out there by the time you walk in the room to record, is all those little things, they are, that's what these guys do so, so well, these uh, these engineers, is they, uh, everything about the character, every one of their movements is is so indicative of of who it is. You get so much just from that, that the characters don't even... Necessarily need the dialogue is just kind of an add-on. It's just kind of a fun little frosting on it all.
1: No, I just love the fact. That I just love his stupid little like when he does the the thing with the hook swords where he just like um, uh, flipping, you know, doing like uh, poses with the hook swords, and he's yeah. like caballing, and I'm like, God damn it, <laughs> that's
0: so fucking stupid. It is. It is, but it's great. You wouldn't change it for anything.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> i'm like they actually got him to say it they actually got him yeah. to
0: fucking say it it's funny i don't remember people say that all the time i don't remember saying that i and i don't know why i can't remember because i i would think that i would have read it on the page and been like <laughs> that's great uh but i can't remember for the life of me i can't remember it
1: no but well i, I mean i mean the most ones is like you can't run hey, 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 he just laughs and and something like that. You're too slow, or something. Uh, too slow was another one. Yeah, there, he's got a lot of a lot of quotes yeah. that. Because that's the thing. It's like I talked to a lot of voice actors, and and I, and I said like, you record so many lines. At some point, you kind of forget you di- you di- you did them. At some point.
0: Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. You, I, I have no idea. I remember. I remember there. God, I can't. There was one character. Oh, it was Fujin. I remember. Now I can remember going in and being like, Okay, Fujin's gonna be in the game, cool. I had forgotten, like, for like six months that Fujin was gonna be in the game. That when they announced him again, I was like, Yes, okay, I didn't imagine that. It's
1: like oh man, that's pretty cool and I'm like, Wait a minute, I recorded the lines, I I knew this in advance.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I knew I knew it, but I didn't I didn't know and you don't you just don't remember what session. I have no sense of if, if you would ask me when I did that I
1: no, I, I mean, and and I and I gotta mention this as well. Like going back to the to the uh, intros, as a child of the '90s, I lost my shit when when um, when Cabal said says to the Terminator, "It's turbo time." I'm like, God damn it! <laughs> they actually did it. They actually fucking did it.
0: <laughs> I actually wish we'd do more of that. I love those little those little references. There's sort of that the self the self-referentialness I think Mortal Kombat can really is kind of unique in the it can it can make those references and and have it not be just a groan like it's really they're in on the joke and it's so much fun
1: I I just love the fact that every time like they they'll do it like cuz cuz cause, cause everyone knows like you know, Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe is like a very polarizing game, but Netherrealm, ever since then, is like, nope, it's still fucking canon. We don't care what you say. Yes. Because <laughs> cause they they have like you know Sub Zero and Raiden, like they have that interaction where it's like, do you remember this? Do you remember that? I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> and it's like they're mentioning, um, uh, Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe, and then they have like with Joker, they're doing like Injustice three. I'm like,
0: yeah, it's
1: fucking really cool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah man i uh i love it all
1: um well i mean we've been talking for like an hour now do, do you want to wrap it up or should we you know
0: uh, uh whatever we want to give you uh the best uh the best show that 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 we possibly can uh do you have th- any more questions uh fire fire away um uh,
1: yeah, okay want. uh lightning round um okay let's go favorite movie as a
0: kid favorite movie as a kid uh no, it's it's such a, a cop out of an answer, but it was all it was always Star Wars. I was a massive, massive Star Wars nerd. I, I still have like thousands of dollars worth of action figures and, and comic books and stuff back in my house, yeah, in my my old closet. Okay, Star Wars. Uh, earliest Star Wars memory. Earliest Star Wars memory. Um, I literally can't remember a time when I didn't know what Star Wars was and I wasn't a huge, huge fan. But I, uh, one of my earliest memories was getting the Han... I was probably three years old, uh, three, maybe four. He's getting the Han Solo gun, the blaster, for Christmas. My, me and my cousin both got the same blaster and my aunt chasing us around the house in a mask while we uh, pretended to blaster and playing with Boba Fett in the bathtub. As a little kid, a little
1: bubble that action figure. Uh, favorite Star Wars character?
0: Luke, no question. Huge, huge, huge fan of
1: Luke. Uh, Luke Skywalker. That, that's kind of weird because most people would say Han Solo, but I you know, know every,
0: everyone says everyone says Han. I, I, Luke is the Luke is the the the, uh, the money maker
1: there. No, because I'm I'm. No, no, no. Go ahead. Sorry.
0: His character arc over those three films is is so incredible. I think Mark Hamill's performance is as famous as it is. I still think it's underrated.
1: Yeah. Um. Uh. Star Wars. Uh. uh favorite movie as you know as an adult.
0: As an adult, cool. uh, Blade Runner. Blade Runner is now I would say my favorite movie. Oh man, Rutger Hauer, I miss him. Oh my. Oh my God! I just watched just the other like a. Like a week or two ago, there's a film on Netflix right now called Nighthawks, which was a Sylvester Stallone cop movie from the early '80s. Billy Dee Williams, speaking of Star Wars, is in it. Um, everyone in that movie is awesome, but it was Rucker Howard's first American film, and he is unbelievable in it. He is so good, and it was uh, it was like, yeah, you really see where where that really set up uh, set up that that brilliant performance
1: in Blade Runner uh Blade Runner. Um favorite version of Blade Runner.
0: <laughs> final final cut. No question final cut. I watch it every time they you know I'm lucky if you're a cinephile and lucky enough to live in Los Angeles, uh they always do uh, sort of revival uh uh screenings of, of films and and they're always like once a year they'll show Blade Runner and I'll go see it every single
1: time. Oh, thank God, because, I mean, I I I know everyone's entitled to their opinion, but I've seen so many fucking stupid people on Twitter who are like, you know, the, the theatrical cut of Blade Runner wasn't all bad. I'm like, fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> I mean,
0: it, no, it, cert- it certainly wasn't all bad, but uh, that narration is terrible, and I think Harrison Ford...
1: No, no, it was, like, just so bad. It's like, Blade Runner didn't need a, a director's cut. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> Wrong.
0: Definitely did. <laughs> Definitely
1: did. Um, Blade Runner... Uh, Thoughts on Blade Runner uh, 2040-something? I don't remember what it was called.
0: 2049. Yeah. I really, really liked it. Um, I thought it was as good as you could ever reasonably expect a sequel to Blade Runner to be. I think it was a really worthy follow-up. The only reason I I still like the original better is because Roy Rutger Hauer in that original film is such a brilliant, compelling character, and and that performance is so incredible, and and you don't quite have a character like that in 2049, but um, I'm a huge fan of that director in general. Uh, I think he's a genius, and I think think the way they handled the question of whether Deckard was a replicant was perfect. They still kind of left it hanging a little bit. You're still, uh, you know, invited to draw your own conclusion, but I, I really loved, I thought it was a very graceful note how they did that. I really liked it.
1: Yeah, I mean cuz that that was the one thing I was worried about. I'm like please don't don't give us a definitive answer to the to the replicant question. Please yeah, don't. Please I don't. Was,
0: <laughs> I was hoping that was not going to be the case too because there's too many opinions. I'm not a huge fan of, of the idea that Deckard's a replicant. While I also admit it's entirely possible he is. Um so I was really i thought that he just handled that
1: perfectly. yeah i mean because i i because here's the thing with me like i think the story falls apart if you believe that he's a replicant because it's
0: just like it <sighs> it does a little bit yeah yeah it does it's not yeah there's uh it, i don't know i just i i always had trouble wrapping my mind around that but i know ridley scott himself feels very strongly about deckard being a replicant so
1: um favorite horror movie
0: uh john carpenter's the thing oh great
1: choice <laughs> Great choice. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's that's one of my that Kurt Russell is is definitely one of my heroes. I've gotten to meet him a couple of times, briefly, and he's a cool motherfucker. He's a cool dude, very down to earth, cool guy.
1: Snake pliskin I thought you were dead. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so many iconic characters. I mean, when I was a kid, I was a huge fan of Big Trouble in Little China. That's my that's probably my favorite.
1: China is here, Mister Burton. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I love that because again, that's oh, why man. that's I, you can tell like Mortal Kombat mythology in general is inspired by Big Big Trouble in Little China when you really think about it. And <laughs> come on, man, like oh, rate it. Yeah,
0: hey, the three swords. Yeah, yeah, three swords, man. Yeah, yeah David Lo pan is very clearly Shang Tsung. Uh, uh, yeah, and and uh, that's one of the things that when I Mortal Kombat came out, I had already seen Big Trouble in Little China. I was a huge fan of that movie already. And so uh so that's that was my immediate association.
1: I'm just disappointed we never got James Hong as Shang Tsung now. That's kind of sad. We never that got that. Kind
0: of, that is kind of sad. Um uh yeah, that is too bad. Although the current iteration I was so I was so stoked that game is fucking fantastic.
1: Oh, Still I I'm just I'm just glad that that he ends on a high note because his career you know before this was kind of sad and I'm like Dude deserves a win. Dude
0: deserves a win.
1: He's
0: killing it now.
1: He's <laughs> killing it in this
0: game that's for sure. Yeah, but uh, David Lopin is one of the greatest villains in in movie history. I think in, in Big Trouble.
1: Uh, okay. Great. Greatest favorite movie villain.
0: Uh, Norman Stansfield in The Professional. Gary Oldman in The Professional. Oh, that, just, that's
1: that's a good one.
0: <laughs> yeah, just everything he brings to that performance. I have no idea how much of that character was on the page, but my God, Gary Oldman is—he should have been nominated for an Oscar for that. He was—he is unfucking real in that movie. He's on fire. Every line that comes out of his mouth know, is so interesting in that film. No, I
1: mean, uh, no, he was great, uh, Gary Oldman. Uh, biggest uh, acting inspiration for you?
0: Um, question. Uh, I think for me, when I, I didn't start acting until I got to college and when I did I was a huge huge fan of Edward Norton um, particularly uh, American History X and Fight Club and everything like that and uh, that guy was like one of my heroes when I was younger and I got to see him in a play off Broadway and it really blew my mind and just to, to be able to see, you know, the actor that you love doing it 20 feet away from you, what have you, on stage, in person, is so – you kind of look at it and you kind of go, oh, yeah, that's right. it's just a guy. And, like, it's totally – I didn't grow up in a place where, like, people became actors. That wasn't a thing. And and when you see someone doing it right there in front of you before your eyes, you, it just really brings it home that, yeah, this is, this is an actor – people do and 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 you can do it too and so edward norton in in those formative years
1: uh biggest influence as a voice actor
0: um i guess you know it's almost not even fair to anyone else because for me i've just my whole life been such a huge fan of mark hamill such a huge fan of mark hamill and i think he is genuinely brilliant uh brilliant voice actor when i watched um uh uh why is the name of of the show the dark crystal the dark crystal reboot on netflix when i saw that even his voice acting in that was it was perfect it was exactly like he matched the old show so brilliantly um that uh yeah i i I would have to say mark hamill
1: you know it's sad because i'm like you know when people mention mark hamill they're like oh i love his joker and i'm like you know what Mark Hamill's a great actor, and he's so much more than the Joker. He is just so much more, and I just wish people would give he him credit really for that.
0: I I completely agree, and I think I think time I think they will. I think uh, I think his legacy will stand for itself.
1: Because I I love him as Solomon Grundy in Justice League.
0: He was just so great in
1: that. <laughs> yeah, you know? mm-hmm. He was great. In that, I think I just just. No, go
0: ahead. Sorry, no. uh, everything about him and and the way that he interacts with fans is such a for me um when i see that and and the fact that he's had to do that for a lot more of his life than not and that he's you know had people approach him and and act like they know him and 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 be just awestruck by him forever and the fact he's so respectful and so cool and i don't think that franchise star wars could have a better ambassador than uh than than a guy like that he's just he just seems like a rad inspirational guy
1: best and worst advice you've been given
0: as an actor oh my god um oh, worst The worst is hard because there's so damn much of it um i think i i don't know if anyone actually gave me this advice but it's definitely somebody probably did and i i just don't remember the source of it um but I think when you do this, or when you aspire to do this, it can seem, you know, there's there's a huge kind of uh, you go into an audition and maybe you don't have a great audition or you do something and and you don't live up to your own expectations and you start to think, uh, well, you know, this isn't I just don't I don't belong here and everybody else knows what they're doing and, and I'm lost in in the questioning of it and that's the biggest misconception nobody has any idea what they're doing at any given time the most famous person on the planet sits in their trailer you know before they go out to record or to to film and they're like holy fuck please don't let me (laughs) you know that and that uh everyone feels that way and uh it's it's all a matter of perspective, and and I think understanding that is so important to to continuing to choose to pursue this and to get through those constant moments of self doubt. Um. Uh. And the uh. So that's that's good. Ed. That's what I I I wish somebody had told me a long time ago. Um. Worst advice as an actor. Huh. Fuck man, I just I I can't remember. Probably, probably something. Everybody tries to tell you how to do something when you walk in a room, when you walk into an audition, that you have to do it like this, or that you have to prepare like this, or whatever. And there's no there's no form or or substance to that. It's all it's all what you make of it. Whatever works for you,
1: man. And finally, um, what advice would you give to people who are um, who are considering? getting into acting in general?
0: Uh, well, that first thing I said is certainly helpful, that uh, it seems daunting and it seems confusing, and, and but you have just as great a shot as anybody else. You absolutely fucking belong here, um, as long as you are willing to put the work in. Uh, and, um, yeah, I would say learn to forgive yourself for your failure. Learn to uh, learn that not every day is going to be great. Not every audition is going to be great. And you're going to, despite all your best intentions, despite how much you prepare, you're going to fuck up every once in a while. Just get past it. Just let it go.
1: And uh, now before we wrap up, any uh, can you give us an update on any projects you're currently working on that uh, aren't under ND and, you know, NDAs <laughs> that you know that you can talk about. Yeah. Uh,
0: I am uh, I am uh, uh, technically unemployed right now. Oh. Um, <laughs> <I> technically, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean that's just the life the life of an actor. Uh, uh, you know every day's every day's a new day. But um, uh, uh, yeah, I mean I'm still we're still working on Mortal Kombat. So I guess I guess I'm technically not unemployed. Um, there's still, there's
1: still fun stuff in the future. Uh, and where can people find you on social media?
0: <laughs> uh, they can find me at my Instagram. My Instagram is, uh, uh, Johncy by myself. J O N C Y B Y M Y S E L F by myself.
1: And with that, I thank you very much for taking the time off to do this, man. This was fun,
0: oh, <laughs> man. It was, it was really, it was lovely. Thanks for giving me an opportunity to talk about this game and, and for for having me on the show. It was great talking to you. I really uh, appreciate it. Oh, and I hope we can do it again sometime. If this, me too.
1: You know. God, Anytime, no... brother.
0: Yeah. Future. future's bright. Okay. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Cheers.